Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks for joining me on the broadcast, podcast, or video, however you've chosen to do that. He must increase, I must decrease. That's John chapter 3, verse 30, and yesterday's message text pointing us to and helping us discover and walk in God's purpose for our lives. What he has created us and recreated us in Christ to be, to do his kingdom purpose for us. Remember, as in all things, we are given the choice, the free will to decide so we can choose to continue to have our way, satisfy our desires, our desires, and seek after our own will, or we can allow the Lord to upset the natural, the fleshly, and the ploys of the culture and the enemy and shape and mold us into his person, plans, and purpose. As we talked yesterday, this is not easy because it goes against everything that we naturally tend to want or desire or do. Our selfish responses. To think that the only way I succeed in Christ's kingdom is by decreasing or diminishing myself, dying to or denying myself, is, is ludicrous to my flesh. But that's exactly what we must do in this fallen world as fallen sinners in order to walk in the forgiveness and grace that he has freely given us. Now, if you missed yesterday or any of the messages, you, you can go back and find those at loveandlordship.com. That's love and, remember, don't put the ampersand in there, love, A-N-D, loveandlordship.com. And you can find these and many others are booked there in the center of the homepage. You can give, you can read articles on the read, listen, or watch tabs uh, to find the videos and podcasts. So I encourage you to do that. Thanks to, to those who have. Uh, we've had several thousand downloads now over the last year or so, and we are moving through into our second year. And so I thank you for that, not only for the downloads, but for sharing to help get this message out to many more. Uh, you can reach me with any comments or questions or agreements or disagreements, whatever they may be. You can reach me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Loveandlordship, A-N-D again in the middle, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Now, I say this often in our The Authority of Love book and teachings. We are not just saved to get out of hell or go to heaven. We are saved to be placed in and are freely given a loving relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Christ is our Savior and Lord, and the Holy Spirit is our guide, counselor, teacher, and the one that convicts us of wrong and sin is well as convicting us of what's right and good. So what does it look like to be in a relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Jesus came to show us not only who and what God is as our Father and Creator, but how to walk in that relationship as we walk with Him. What does it mean to be a friend of God? That's the relationship you have with and in Christ and the Holy Spirit in your life. Today's devotional and message not only helps us understand this relationship, but how it impacts every other relationship that we have. We should never compromise our relationship with Him or His truth as we build and grow our relationships with others. And that's not an easy thing to do in today's hypersensitive world where emotions, expectations, and image often determine how we respond and relate with others and teach and preach and all those things. 
We are more concerned often about how others are going to feel and what they're going to think of us than, than whether or not we've actually given them the whole truth of God's word. I hear that often, not in those words, but believe me, that's what's going on. Chambers calls being a friend of Christ, and this is the title of today's message, the most delicate mission on earth. That's interesting, isn't it? Really? Now, March 25th, if you're following along in the book or at myutmost.org, we're on March 25th. So here's the, here's the title again, The Most Delicate Mission on Earth. Really? What's so difficult about being a friend of Jesus? Well, in a, in a world led by Satan, the prince of this air, at least for the time being, there are many things that get in the way of us choosing to honor him and truly help others in line with his truth and draw us into being, rather than that, we are drawn into being accepted and pleasing to them rather than following his truth as the only way we can love him and them. Here's the text. In John 3.30 yesterday, John the Baptist answers, he must increase, I must decrease. Well, what had happened was the, the, his disciples had come to him, as we mentioned yesterday, and asked him, told, said to him, many of your disciples are leaving and going following Jesus. And John proclaims in verse 29, as we know it, right before he says, he must increase, I must decrease, John says, I've accomplished what I needed to do. That's all the friend of the bridegroom does. And that's literally the text, John 3, 29, a big part of it. The friend of the bridegroom. What does that look like? You see, John basically describes himself, this is my role. This is my job. I'm simply a friend of the bridegroom. Once the bridegroom gets there, all the attention goes to him. John has done his job to point others to the bridegroom, to Jesus. And his joy was complete when they saw and went to him. Isn't that antithetical or contradictory to our flesh? What do you mean? I've, I've told them the truth and they're walking away from me? Yes, they need to walk toward Jesus. That's the nature of the friend of the bridegroom. We step aside to give all attention and focus to him and point others to do it as well. Chambers writes, goodness and purity ought never to attract attention to themselves. They ought simply to be magnets to draw or point to Jesus Christ. In other words, the goodness and purity that we have only comes from him, so they should always point to him. Chambers goes on, If my holiness is not drawing towards him, it is not holiness of the right order, and I would say it is not holiness at all but an influence that will awaken inordinate affection and lead souls away into side eddies, into wrong thinking and wrong devotion. Whoa, you look around. That's very prevalent in today's culture and even in many of our churches. In our book, The Authority of Love, second edition, we state it this way. When we place the body above the head, we are in idolatry. Just chew on that for a little while. All right. Chambers continues, a beautiful saint may be a hindrance if he does not present Jesus Christ, but only what Christ has done for him. This is why, yes, we need to tell our story. We need to be a witness. But it's not just about what God has done for us through Christ, the Holy Spirit. It's literally got to be about them. Got to get off that story and get to them. You see, 
Because in other words, if we do that, we will leave the impression, what a fine character that man or woman is. That's not being a true friend to the bridegroom. I am increasing all the time. He is not. In order to maintain this friendship and loyalty to the bridegroom, we have to be more careful of our moral, interesting words here, and vital relationship, our moral relationship to Christ. We have to be more aware of that and focused on that than any other thing, even more so than obedience. You see, this is the essence. This is Greg now, okay, elaborating here. This is the essence of his lordship in our lives. What takes priority in every motive, thought, desire, desire, decision, action, and relationship in your life. If it's anything other than Jesus, then either you're deceiving yourself and he's not truly Lord of your life, or you do desire this and your heart is set on that, but he is revealing to you the areas where you are betraying the bridegroom, the friend and the friendship, and he's giving you the opportunity to grow into that relationship that he died to give you. Don't deceive yourself because the fruit always reveals the seed or the source. Look at Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Sometimes Chambers says there is nothing to obey. The only thing to do is to maintain a vital connection with Jesus Christ, a vital relationship with him, to see that nothing interferes with that. Only occasionally are we called to obey. Now, we, we obey all the time. But when we're called and there's controversy or conflict, what are you going to choose? That's a crisis of belief and obedience is the only way to get through that. That's what he's talking about there. You see, when a crisis arises, we have to find out what God's will is. But the greater part of the life is not conscious obedience, but the maintenance of this relationship, the friend of the bridegroom. That's what John the Baptist stayed with. Let me ask you this. How are you treating Christ in your marriage, your family, your children, your friendships, when you're at church or with church folks and when you're not with them. You see, these are the areas where we are to be a friend and point others to the bridegroom. And even when we're with those who don't believe are enemies, we must live like it so they can come to know him and live in that relationship as well. Christian work may be a means of evading the soul's concentration on Jesus Christ. This is the devotional again. Christian work, let me say that again. Christian work or service may actually be a means of evading the soul's concentration on Jesus Christ. Instead of being friends of the bridegroom, we may become, here's that phrase again, get ready for it, amateur providences, little gods thinking we know more than he does. Because we're gonna, it's going to be difficult for somebody, or it might hurt them or us, or they may not like us, you see. And Chambers says, and that may work against him while we're using his very weapons, his word, you know, services, our, our, our work. Remember, this is a powerful theme, and I should say expose on how many of us have learned to be Christians in our churches and how we do Christianity. Do you allow your emotions, expectations, image, what others think of you to determine how you will respond, react, relate, and teach and disciple them? In other words, do you play the little God of amateur providence instead of deferring to him, the big God, the only God, 
and his truth so that you can love them the way that he would. Food for thought as we close. False compassion, which is rampant in our culture, government, and even in our churches, determines how we will treat and act toward others based on our feelings without considering and more importantly, prioritizing what God and his truth have to say about it. We may feel good. Others may think, what a wonderful person and so compassionate. But if it is not aligned with God's truth, then it is not his love in and through us and ultimately will always end in enslavement and or destruction. Keep at his word and always find yourself a friend of the bridegroom. Here's our love in action. You know the first two if you're a regular listener. Spend time with God and his word and prayer and listening every day. Begin with the scriptures in this message. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, what do you consider when serving, teaching, counseling, or encouraging and discipling others? Is it your ideas, emotions? Is it how they will respond, what they'll think of you, your image? Or is it God's truth in love? Number four, how do your relationships and how does your counsel reflect on Christ and or point to him. Think about those things as you continue to grow in Christ and his word in the Holy Spirit so that you can become a friend of the bridegroom and all that he's created and recreated you to be. Now, Wednesday for Women tomorrow with the Dia Wishner. We're winding down the legislative session and there's still a lot to do to be in prayer about and for and to be active as to the impact on our women, our girls, and on our lives, families, marriages. Join us and invite family, friends, and others to do the same. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.